Hey everybody, good morning. Welcome to our second show here at uh, Education Talk Radio today. It's uh, the 14th of November, 2023. My name is Larry Jacobs. And all I can say is welcome again to the show. We're going to have a nice show today. I've got a nice conversation I'm going to have with uh, Ben Farrell. Ben is uh, over at the New England Innovation Academy, which is an independent school in Massachusetts. He's the assistant head of school, plus he's the upper school director. And Ben has an interesting background, having worked in China in education and in California, et cetera, and went to Bowdoin, which I was just visiting a few weeks ago, So um, Bowdoin College. So it's, uh, it's, it's going to be really a nice conversation. We're going to talk about AI. They're using it a lot in their classrooms, and they're using it to teach critical thinking skills. And every time I come across a school that's using AI without fear – Okay, I want to talk to talk to them, get their ideas, put it out there for all of you. So it's going to be a nice conversation with Ben. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's A-C-E-E-D.org, home website of our American Consortium for Equity in Education. If you go over there, okay, everything's free over there. You'll see our magazine, Equity and Access, Pre-K-12. You'll see our Excellence in Equity Awards. And you'll also see all the podcasts there, plus a ton of other information. So check it all out. Again, everything's free, no tricks. Over at ace-ed.org, you can get a subscription to the magazine, whatever you want over there. And on that note, I'll say, hi, Ben. Did you go to Bowdoin? Hey, Larry. Um, my sister did, and I worked there, but I went to Colby College, and I, you know, I just got to represent for, for, <laughs> for Colby. Um, <laughs> they, my, I would catch a lot of grief from all of my friends if I uh, said know. that I went to Bowdoin. <laughs> okay, and, and you did. I, I don't have a Colby t-shirt. We were up there. We went to, I don't know if you've ever been there. Bowdoin, the, the, oh, the, Peary, the Robert Peary, the Robert yeah. Peary Museum. They, they just mm. redid it up there. It's nice. It's beautiful. It's a great hour. Yeah. explorer. Okay, it's a nice yeah. way to spend the day. Okay, it's a good place. Yeah. I know you work in residential life over there. I live in Maine. I live yeah. in southern Maine. So that's why oh, I'm wonderful. You, and, and and Colby, we go to every so often we'll schlep up there and go to the art museum. Okay, up in Waterville. So there you yes, go. It is okay. a drive so I, I know well, every, thank you. I, know, I appreciate that, Larry. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Colby guy, you know. One of yeah, my best right. friends down here down here at the corner <laughs> is a yeah, Colby guy. Okay. And Ben, this is interesting. I love this. I you I, if I'm reading this correctly, you are a Montessori mm. educator. In Beijing, yeah. at, at the end. Yes, right. Just talk about that. I'm not, that's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into yeah, so, uh, uh, you, the uh, Innovation Academy, just talk about that experience. Yeah, of course, of course, Larry. Thank you for having me. So wonderful to be with you. Um, yes, Happy I was, <laughs> during COVID, I was the head of the International Montessori School of Beijing. Mm. And my family and I got there in 2019, and little did we know, but we all, the whole world was going to go through. Yeah. Um, and I, I got to be clear for Montessori educators out there. I, I am, um, I am still somebody who's learning. So I was the head of a Montessori school, but I learned a lot every single day that I was there. And I was just so thankful to be there with that international, um, staff, um, in Beijing. And I, I was excited about it just briefly because, you know, when you, when you think about China, you don't immediately go to Montessori. And as I right. began to get to know the school, it's one of the oldest international schools in Beijing, uh, really proud history, wonderful educators, and a great student, in, student body and parent group. And, um, you know, as difficult as COVID was for everybody in the world, yeah. I don't think I could have wanted to go through, a, a, go through it in a different place. And I was really proud to have been spent there oh. and be there the head of 
Yeah, and I, I know I know they 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 were, they were very concerned about it. They did crack down on it. Okay, they, yep. as their government yep. did, and yep. you know it's just amazing. Was was the school for um, foreign students, mm. uh, i.e., from China, or was it for Chinese sure. students, or maybe both? I'm just yeah, curious. Yeah, good question. So yeah, so and you might know. It's so apologies if I'm telling you something you already know. Generally in China, there are the public schools, and then there's international schools that are separated by bilingual and then international. International generally means that you have to have a foreign passport to go to the school. Um, you know, in my time in China, it, we were an international school. The vast majority, I would say 80%, of, on 75, 80% of the students were of Chinese background, grew up <laughs> in China, but they just might have had a foreign passport. Um, bilingual right. schools would be yeah. for Chinese nationals to go to. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, obviously, I just want to say this. Chinese people live all over the world. Okay. So obviously, yeah. would have foreign passports and go back to where their families are. Exactly. Okay, school. Right. Makes yeah, perfect sense. Wonderful. Yeah. And, well, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you something that isn't, this is so funny. When I lived in Florida, uh, a good friend of mine is from Peru. He took me to a Peruvian Chinese restaurant. Okay. Wow. This was a gentleman who was Chinese, but had moved to <laughs> Lima, Peru. Okay, and I eventually moved to the United States, and he made Chinese food that is popular in Peru, which is totally different. This is why I kind of know a little bit. Of this. Yeah. this is totally different, okay, from what we think of as American Chinese food. It just struck me as fascinating. <laughs> we tend to forget that Chinese people, like everybody else, live all over the world. Okay, right. they, re- oh, they yeah. really do, and they bring their cuisines and adapt it to whatever the needs are of the country they're in. It's a little off yeah. the topic, but I just thought it was really cool. You came back and yeah. worked at the web schools in California, and now mm. you're at, you've made your way back to New England, I would assume. That's right. Okay, so that's right. Yeah, so here you are. Okay, yeah. you're in Marlboro, Mass, uh, on the west Mass, kind of west suburbs yeah. of, of Boston, in case people don't know that's where right. that is. And, and you're at the New England Innovation Academy. So now let's get into this. Tell us about your school. Yeah. Feel free to brag. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I, 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 what's so wonderful about our New England Innovation Academy, we go by NIA for short, is that huh. this is going to sound really obvious, but there's a greater point underneath that everybody has chosen to be here at, at our school. And I, what I mean by that is you can't, in, in Massachusetts, you can't, and around Boston, you can't throw a stone without hitting a remarkable school. They're everywhere. There are so many amazing schools around here. And so our students, our staff, our families, everybody has made the choice to be here at this time because mm-hmm. I, I believe that what connects the, the through line there would be we believe that this is what we're doing here is unique and needed and um, meaningful in the world, both in education and in the broader world as well. And I was so thankful as my time in China was coming to a close to look around and see what was out there and see this as an opportunity. And what's amazing is that when you have innovation in your title, that's not just sort of a word we use and then walk away from it and we come back to it and walk away from it. We do that all the time. So um, we innovate, we iterate all the time, and we are deeply connected through our students and to our families and with our staff around what is, you know, it, it doesn't, there's no pride of authorship here, which is a pretty wonderful thing to say out loud that um, it doesn't necessarily have to be my idea. It just has to be the idea and bring it forward for whatever the, the issue or the idea or the concern might be. And yeah. so that's on like a staff level. And what we hope is that we are helping our students get ready for a future that we are beginning to understand and we might not know all of the pieces of that but we're helping them through their agency, through their ability to think broadly and come up with uh, deeply impactful solutions 
We run everything here through something called human-centered design, which essentially at the end of the day is building, and um, people who really understand this will probably get upset at me for saying it, this diluted <laughs> down to this form, but you, you build something, a solution with empathy and love for the end user. So it's not what I think you need. You, we go out do the hard work of understanding what you need, iterate that process, and then present back to you the client, the person, whatever it might be, big, literal, or otherwise, a solution that works with empathy and love. And that's um, something that's, that's needed in our world today. And it's, it's a wonderful it place to work. Yeah. It is. How many kids go there? Right now, we have about 110 students. What grades? We are grades 6 through 12, and we're, we're boarding and day. And, uh, oh, I'm just going to ask you that. About okay. 300, yeah, 360, yeah. 370 students in the next couple of years. So we're, we're growing, and we're really excited about good. that. Which brings up the next question. How old is the school? Oh. This is our third year in existence. Wow. Brand new. Yeah. Yes, brand new. Startup school. I've never, you know, most of us have never worked in startup schools um, who work here. <laughs> Um, great. And it's a and it's you're a an independent school. Thing. It's an independent, independent school, school. It's not a charter school, right? right. That's a charter question. school. Essentially, a private school, independent. Um, yeah. You know, we're we're lucky enough that we can kind of uh, create things that we believe that are needed, and then make good on them. You will, you will, and you're doing it. Then yeah. every so often you're breaking yeah. up. Are you on a cell phone? Oh, I'm so sorry. I am not no. on a cell phone. I am on my – yeah, I, I can switch to a cell phone if that would be better, but I'm sorry if I'm No, usually, usually a landline is better, but every so often it clicks mm. and I don't hear a word or something. If you're on a landline, let's just stick with that. I think it's probably going to work okay. better. Okay? Okay. And I'll, I'll yeah. tell you when this happens. Okay? So you've All got right. kids. You've got kids – let me go over this. 6 to 12, right? Grade That's 6 right. to 12. You've got 110 yeah. students, a brand-new school. That's fun. That's interesting. Okay? And, yeah. again, an independent school. Okay, mm-hmm. not a charter school. Which, by the way, my, my my son, one of my sons, went to Williston. Okay, so I'm very oh, yeah, used to independent schools, and yeah. they both grew up in Exeter, New Hampshire. So believe me, they oh, know. Oh, wonderful! Of, yeah, like, yeah, we know. We know the score. Okay, yeah, <laughs> believe yeah. me, we know the score. All right. <laughs> so talk about okay, mm. and this is this is this is where the word innovation comes in. All right, right. and I think this is really really important. All right. AI, and, not, mm. you know, let's be honest, a lot of people don't really understand. A lot of educators certainly don't understand it. They want to try it. Everybody, Some of the uh, some people are a little scared. You know this. But, oh, our right. kids are going to cheat. Well, they can cheat already. They, there is the World Wide Web. Okay, yeah. so AI <laughs> is different. Yeah. Okay, it, yeah. it's, this is the way the world is going. And if we don't train kids, okay, to understand it and use it ethically and well, yeah. okay, we're going to have big troubles. That's what innovation is about in education yeah. and believe me it's it's important up there uh, so before i want to ask a question when you yeah. say your innovation academy and this is going to be mm. connected right to ai okay yeah and, and I'm, I'm asking this seriously when you talk to your teachers when you hire them and it's hard to find mm. good teachers these days and i know mm. you probably have found great teachers i hope so anyway mm. okay what yeah. is the word yeah, innovation have. okay it's easy to say the mm. word innovation Okay, but and again, AI is innovative. So, right, ha, just put the word innovation into this conversation because you are the New England Innovation Academy. Right, innovation is key. Yeah, no, that's a great, great question, and there are a Thanks. number of ways. And Larry, if I start spinning off really back in, um, go spin. You know, I, I <laughs> we got time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I would say innovation. You know, that it truly is felt and meant. Um, meant to be felt throughout our school. So, for instance, we have an integrated curriculum, which 
sounds very, you know, we've heard about that before, but we really try and take that to what is, you know, what a teacher is working on in math. There might be a, a common, a common uh, project working on in our humanities classes. And so That's good. That we have an integrated curriculum and that we have an integration room. We don't have departmental rooms, which means that our staff are together and building a comprehensive, thoughtful curriculum together. And a lot of that we know just happens in passing, you know, the water cooler, you know, seeing, your, seeing yourself, seeing each other down in the dining hall. So we have an integration room where we really are dedicating space and time and resources so that our staff have this space and time to connect and build together. Um, innovation is around, I, I can say this with great authenticity, and this is a bit of a brag about our school, brag. that I've never worked at a place where if somebody has an idea, whether this is your, you just graduated college and this is your first job or you've been doing this for 50 years, <laughs> if it's a good idea, we need to hear that. We need that. That, that is, as a startup, it's, again, as I said earlier, it doesn't have to be Ben's idea. It doesn't have to be person X's idea. It just has to be a good one that then how do, where do we go with that? And so that, has, that is deeply meaningful to me. I remember I had some wonderful opportunities when I was new in teaching and new in, in education, and I, have, I remember the mentors that I had, and I had kind of stepped into some, some places. Here we're trying to build that culture that if you have the thought, the idea, that this is something that we can do together. And that, Larry, is connected to what we, you know, we need to practice what we preach. We say that, and then yeah. we're just going right yeah. out to our students. So our students need to know that, um, you know, kind of dating myself here a little bit, but as a 44-year-old, <laughs> you don't have to be the senior vice president of product development and to then have the thing that's going to help and, you know, affect um, change in the world. You know, you can do that now. I, I firmly believe that this is the generation. The generations that are coming right now are the ones that are going to change and save the world. And part of our job, our duty, and like the great responsibility, the honor of being an educator is to help shape them, get ready for that. And as you said earlier, Larry, using AI as an example, um, yeah. we can't be afraid of it. And everyone has different ways they have to work with it. And we have innovation in our title, so we should be able to try something different. We should listen and then go in ways that are uncomfortable, go in ways that, uh, you know, you're certainly sprinting off the, beat, the beaten tra uh, trail, excuse me, but in that you can find something pretty remarkable. And that if we are just brave enough to listen to our students, which is not always easy for a whole number of reasons, a lot of great things can happen. Yeah, and by the way, don't worry about aging yourself on the podcast <laughs> I did. I, on the podcast. On the podcast I did before this one, I actually asked if anybody still uses a blue book. Remember blue book essay <laughs> yeah. things? Yeah. They, they burst out yeah. laughing. I think that went out in 1973 or something. So, <laughs> so don't worry about that. <laughs> it's Thank pretty you. fun. All right, Thank so you. let's talk about AI. Yeah. Okay, AI, yeah. chat. I'm just going to let you talk on this. Yeah. Chat GBT and all the others. Okay. Right. What, okay. So now it's here. Talk about any, right. uh, any IA's <laughs> need yeah. use of it. Okay. Please. Yeah. A lot of value. I'm, I'm laughing yeah. because about a year ago, we all, the vast majority of us woke up one day with, you know, chat GBT at the forefront of every conversation. Yeah. I remember going into Thanksgiving break and the winter holiday break and thinking like, oh my goodness, what are we doing now? And what are we doing? What, how do we not essentially pull, you know, clamp down and then shut out all conversations. So with yeah. our students and with our staff, and it was, it, you know, it's in that inflection points and that's rare. I feel like in our 30 years, we've had a lot of inflection points, but here's another one. So 
we're, we're all prepared to keep going through them. So in this one, what we did as my, in my role as the director of the upper school, I went and sat down with the upper school students and, you know, we're a small school. So that was probably about yeah, it's good. 50, 60, 70 kids. And I just asked them, let talk to me about AI. What are we doing? And, you know, how are we going to use it? And I think that there was, you know, there's always a natural tension between teachers and leadership and students and teenagers have to, part of their job is to be naturally a little bit suspect of these kind of conversations. So you could see all these range of emotions play out in the room where the, one of the first <laughs> ones I saw was, oh my gosh, he knows about it. <laughs> so what? Oh, they know about it now. So now we're talking about it. So we can't yeah. use it and the, you know, the, the adults Look, don't get it. buying yet. meat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Meat. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. It's there. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. And so that's, now. That's what that's been is what I always tell kids about becoming a teacher. If you become a teacher, yeah. you get to call all your old teachers by their first name. Exactly. So that's very right. important. <laughs> right. So it's the same right. thing. Yeah. Right. And so in that conversation, I said, okay, what are we going to do? Because. I know that some of my wonderful previous schools are going to have much different reactions than we might have here. And then we talk about our agency and that idea of innovation that happened in that moment. So we sat and we talked and in that space, Larry, I mean, it really was sort of the wisdom that came from that room, not me, but yep. what came from our yep. students yep. was, has guided me to where we are right now. And, you know, things like um, one of our current 12th graders said, Ben, this is going to teach us. AI is going to teach us, going to make us, you know, to, we're going to be more human. We will be yeah. more empathetic because of AI, because all of the things, all of our face-to-face conversations, all of that will have to be that much more meaningful if so many of, at that point, sort of mundane tasks could be um, taken care of through AI in a, in a different type of way. You know, some of our students on the other side said, Ben, we, you know, it's exciting, but we're afraid. And this is a student said this, another what a, one of our current 12th graders said, is this going to be the death of original thought? And that's a real huh. thing. That is, that's, and that's a, a good point. Saying that. that's, yeah, it's not a teacher uh, saying that. And we had everything in between where students were things like, this could, I don't want it to write the paper for me, but it might help me come up with ideas for my paper. For well, you bring the, up the good uh, the thing, and, and to make sure yeah. the kids don't, well, the answer to your question is the, uh, the, Termin- the movie Terminator 3. Okay, exactly. that's the AI exactly. movie. Yeah, I right, mean, that's the scary right. one, okay? You know, it the is. machine state. Exactly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and a little, little Skynet, yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah. thank you very much. Skynet it is, okay? Right. And Terminator 3 is just a great flick, but really, and it, it's actually a movie that, that in this day and age would be, is very appropriate for schools, mm. okay, mm. to really get you thinking, okay, about what AI is all about and where it goes. Right. And, to, you know, when we talk about, we talk about um, the kids, they didn't want that to happen, and you were mm. me that you're using ChatGPT generative, generative AI for yeah. critical thinking skills. Okay. And I don't want to steal, steal your thunder. I don't no, know. Uh, no. We haven't talked about it. Wait, well, let me ask you. I always yeah. say that AI, okay, is, is more about the questions than mm-hmm. it is about the answers. Okay. Exactly. And that's what we have to understand. If, you know, if we ask the right questions, it's going to help us figure this out. And, just forming that question in your, you know, the right way makes all the difference. I'm just curious how you feel about my statement like that. Well, I mean, that's a wonderful statement because that's exactly what one of our other students said. It's going to teach us to ask better questions. Yeah. And that was, and I, he's you know, a smart I kid. That and that stuck Give with him me. a microphone. Yeah. Give him a microphone. Yeah, exactly. I know. I yeah. can, again, you don't need me in here. You need one of them. I'm not the, 
You know, I'm just the guy talking, a conduit for what they're saying. But I do think that's, that's, that's how real that is, is that our students said, it'll teach us to ask better questions. Because as we pursue knowledge, asking better questions gets us there. And to do that with, to your point, we felt, um, and there's bumps on it. I mean, this is not all just roses and, oh, yeah. you know, wide open. Areas of ben, there you go. I lost you for a second. Say it oh, again. I'm so sorry. No, I was saying this isn't all roses and you know, everything, kittens and whatnot. There are challenges with this. So one of the ways that we, we've learned to begin to use this, because this is a learning process for all of us, is we're going to take sort of the shame out of this and say, how do we use this yeah. ethically? How do we use this yeah. responsibly? How do we teach you to use this tool as one of the tools that will help you in your, in your student life and then in your career and your personal life as, as you grow? Um, and so that, that's an important way for us to frame it. And then the way that we use it in the classroom varies from teacher to teacher. But what we sure. say is that Good. you have to listen to your teacher. And, but if you're going to use generative AI, you have to cite it. You have to source it. You have to say, hmm. um, you know, Good. here I was. I, this was. I used it for this. Here's how I used it. This is what it was for. And then from there, you go forward. And so we just we're, we want to have it out in front as much as we can. And that's, that's a process because some kids do it and some don't. But just like you said, you know, kids <laughs> have plagiarized and yeah, right? it, 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 that's what it's always been. Yeah. So yeah. We, we've tried to step away from that. And then, you know, yeah. the one and, other thing we did, Larry, just to yeah, go, just go to build off that very quickly was um, we felt that this was we wanted to have a voice in the wider world. So um, last May, we have something we, that we call here a NIA forum where we brought in um, a woman by the name of Catherine. Kennedy, who's the director of the... Say your name again. Titles, I, 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 I broke yeah. up. Say your, say your name again. Sorry, so sorry. Kathleen no, Kennedy, who is the um, one of her many titles at MIT, is the director for the Center on Collective Intelligence, so both human yeah. and AI working together. Wow. And, and so the AI that she's doing is very different than generative AI. That's sort of like the pop <laughs> AI. We're beginning... She's doing some real, you know, deep, um, important work. Yeah. She was able to come and talk to our students about I, it. I assume that MIT is – no offense to your wonderful school. Mm. I'm assuming AIT, MIT is doing deeper work than the New England Innovation Academy. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I made that well, – no yeah, offense. Yeah, that, no offense. <laughs> not, not, none taken. Right. And it's you yeah. know, nice, to, nice to get them and to have them come out and work with us. Um, but what we did there is we invited a group of schools. Five schools showed up, and we asked them to present sort of what – from a student point of view, out into the world, what is needed with AI, generative AI? And the first thing that all of the kids from each of the schools said, while we can use it, while we can use it in NIA, other schools are not allowing it. And they just said, allow us to use it. Just allow us to use it. And then let's, then let's do it ethically and responsibly, because it's, this is the way of the future. We need to, we need to learn how to do this. So we again, need to learn from our students. Right. Yeah. Get need to, and you know, what you're doing with your students, and we all think all we're doing is teaching, teaching them something, okay? Mm -hmm. But there's a little deeper than that. It's our sure. job to prepare kids for the world, mm -hmm. okay? And I always say, you know, but it's my standing joke here that nobody, and I'll, I'll use you, Ben, your head of your full head of school never mm -hmm. walked into your office and said, Ben, I need you to lay out a whole financial plan for next year. Clear your desk. Okay. Right. Nobody asks you. They want you to use every resource that is available to you to come up with the right, right plan. Welcome to the big person's world. Exactly. Okay. 
And when you teach kids to use all the resources, and AI is going to get far more sophisticated mm-hmm. than it is now, okay? Exactly. You're helping them tremendously. And I'm now curious, what, what, talk to me about your teachers, okay? Yeah. How are they, what are they doing with all this, okay? And I know you, I like the way you break down silos and all that sort of thing. So what yeah. are they doing? Give, yeah. us, give, give us an example of what one of the, one, a couple of teachers are doing. Great question, Larry. You know, so we Thanks, use buddy. it in multiple ways. So we have um, in our in our 12th grade, we have a one of the classes that we have here that every grade six and 12 that's different um, would be Innovation Studio. So we have a class that's it's a way to sort of it's a mindset, uh, human centered design focal point, a place where you can build, where you can dream, where you can create and and learn how to do all those things. So we have teachers and real world practitioners who come in and lead our students through these things. And so. One of the ways, for example, well, um, oh, go ahead. No, to go. I was. I just said, oh, oh okay. that's great about real yeah. world people oh, yeah. coming in and talking. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like we have one of our teachers is a industrial designer to come in and and show really teach our students what to do and how to utilize the technologies that we have. In a <laughs> we have a makerspace, um, pretty advanced one called the Hive. That, that's a space where students can use all the time. So in that. Um, What's really exciting is that we have partnerships with outside groups. We're working with a group that is also working with Rollerblade. So our 12th graders are working on a real-world design project. Um, wait, did you say Rollerblade? Roller wait, wait, wait. Did yeah, you say Rollerblade? Roller blade? Yeah. You mean, yeah. You mean like skating? Yeah. Like Rollerblade yeah, like skating? skating? Go ahead. The question is asked of them is how do you get students, young people, people back on Rollerblades utilizing this sort of go back to the 90s, People are using them not so much anymore. So yeah, what can our students design and, and like ideas and design thinking and actual design? So in one way, we, hmm. we utilize um, AI. A generative AI would be through um, creating design mock-ups, pictures, you know, putting some, some thoughts around what, the, what do they need, where are they going, and to have something come out of the, the other side of that. So that's a, a way that our students are using it. Another way would be is our students are learning to become better writers in our humanities classes. It might be good. write something, put it into, you know, put it into BARD and then put it into ChatGPT and see what comes back. Can you identify where, what is good writing, what is not? What is needed is this idea of, I really like the idea of collective intelligence. So, you know, you, you get something back from an AI uh, created space. And then as a human, how can you improve upon that? How do you make that become more human and more um, functional for what is needed in that class or that project? And then, then, mm-hmm. then there are times when a teacher say, listen, there's no AI involved in this. We've got to have a conversation around it. So, <laughs> you know, it, it is – and that, that is – I want to just name that it is a challenging space for our educators. It's not easy for anybody. There's no, you know, one-size-fits-all. And so that's the, what, how we as a school are utilizing it. Again, we cite it. It's sourced. It's very clear where it's coming from and then where we can go with it. And our students are taking to that and really – um, building some pretty remarkable ideas. They they really will. And just as we wind down mm. here, uh, you know, we always mm. uh, the, you've got uh, upper school kids. Your whole thing, you're yeah. you're in charge of the upper school. But upper school starts at sixth grade, okay? And that's a young kid, all right? For us, it's not a grade, not a baby goat. That's a young child, yeah. sixth grade, okay? Yeah, and our, our but, upper school starts at ninth grade. Sorry, just for okay. Thank you. Yeah. So not, yeah. nine twelve yeah. is, is is your. Yes. Your, your deal, okay, but you're also yeah. assistant head of school, okay? Yeah. So yeah. when you talk about it with the younger kids, okay, mm. the upper school kids are going to 
figure this out pretty quickly, I think. But the younger kids, it's, you know, they're still in they, what, what do you hear from that? Are you, are you, have you yeah. Has it worked its way down there yet? Yeah, it's worked its way down. You know, one of the things that we do um, that we've had a real focal point this year has been around being a good online citizen and understanding information as it comes to you. Good. Because good. we all know there's so much information. Some of it's coming from really good, reputable sources, and a lot of it isn't. And so how do you identify places and ways that are good sources and, and sources that are not? And so at our, at our middle school level, we, we, you know, I led a conversation with them around, just around that. You know, what is good information? How do you identify uh, good information? How do, how do you identify um, maybe challenging yeah. source yeah. information? Maybe the, the video that you see online, TikTok, wherever, while flashy and eye-catching and great and meets you where you are as a, as a young person, again, sounding old, <laughs> but maybe it's not necessarily the best information. Maybe it's not necessarily, right. and maybe it might be trying to move you in a direction that you're not thinking about or, or understanding. So we certainly are having those conversations with our students and that they, they're able to use AI as well, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a different focal, um, yeah, a different directive in the middle school than in the, in the upper school. Baby steps. What can I tell yeah. you? It's good stuff. Yeah, exactly. And my last question, Ben, this is yeah. the measure. You, you guys have a cafeteria, correct? You mm-hmm. need the kids. <laughs> yes, okay. do. This is, this is the most important question. This is the way I judge <laughs> I an independent school. How here go. good? Oh, here we go. How good are the yeah. grilled cheese sandwiches? How good is you, you broke up the grilled cheese sandwiches? Grilled cheese sandwiches. Yes, that's the they're measure amazing. of the food. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah, our, our chefs, Mike and Rick, they, they, uh, they crush the grilled cheese sandwiches. That, You'll have to come them down. You're up, you're up in Maine. Come down, and we'll, we'll make you one. Come and measure our school by our grilled cheese. Don't be surprised. It'll be great. Don't be surprised. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I, the grilled cheese sandwiches are the measure of an independent school cafeteria. Okay? That's, right, that's all I can tell you. Okay? It's that simple. This was great, Ben. It's good to know you. Okay? Great, I thank, thank you for so coming much. on the show today. This was terrific. Thank you I'll for having me. I'll send you the link to it. Okay? And okay. uh, have, a good, have a good day. Okay? Thank yeah, you, you, Ben. Too. Take care. Thanks, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ben Farrell, everybody. What a fun conversation. Okay, at New England Innovation Academy, an independent school in Marlboro, Massachusetts, they're doing AI. Okay, and it's just so important we get this out there and get the kids using it, et cetera, et cetera. So thanks for a good conversation, Ben. We'll archive the show over at ace-ed.org. My name's Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, and thank you so much for listening. have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.